When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, today we have ret- another returner, the man, Coach Kurt Hines, has decided to come back. I didn't scare him away from before. Um, he is still the head coach at Coronado High School in sunny California. Today it's gloomy in Illinois, so I'm jealous of California. Um, but Coach, thanks for coming back. I really, really do appreciate because you're the myth, man, the myth, the legend to come back on here. Well, it's on, on the myth. I'll say that it's just a myth. I, it's a blessing to be back on. You know, I, I enjoyed the first time, and uh, you, you you say I'm busy, but you are equally as busy, or it sounds like it maybe even busier. But I'm blessed blessed to be here. I don't know if I'm busy. If you love what you do, if you're just talking ball, is it really busy? I think it's just time slotting because. Everybody out there needs to hear this. I need to apologize to Coach. Since June, we've been trying to do this, and my schedule has just bounced around because it was basketball, it was football, it was family or whatever. So now I'm getting into a groove. But that June, I can June can go with COVID and go away. Like, we need yes. to get rid of that. But, no, I have to apologize to you face-to-face of, like, my schedule just bouncing all over the place. It was crazy. Uh, no apologies needed. It's, it's, I, I think that's one of the great things about coaching, in all honesty, too, is just, just like when you're in, in a game, you got to roll the punches. And, you know, we all have set practice schedules and game plans. And as Mike Tyson is famous for quoting, everyone has a game plan, game plan until you're punched in the face. So uh, 
it's we we knew it would work out. We knew eventually we'd get back uh, on this thing. Yeah, I needed to before August. I know once August hits, every coach is going to say, no, I can't. Especially some Texas high school coaches. They have to do it now because they told me. They were like, near the end of July, they they won't have time for nothing. Yeah. For Texas. And I think there's power in that. You know, I I foolishly, my first few years coaching would say, I hated saying no to people. You know, Mm -hmm. in addition to teaching and coaching, I paint murals. And Gosh, one, one time about 15 years ago, I was, it was during the middle of the football season. A family asked me to paint a mural. And instead of meeting with them and scheduling it for after the season, I did it during the season. So I would teach all day, coach for three hours, sometimes have a coach's meeting, then go paint for two hours. And there, there's power in saying no sometimes. And the people that, like you, that are busy, they get it. They understand that, you know what, it's just – now is not a good time and mm-hmm. we'll circle back, you know, get back to it. Well, that's why I'm I, like, I told you I have like eight this week and I just keep going and I'm the type of person that's like, I want to work around your schedule. Like when we were messaging up, like I have to work around your schedule more than mine. And I've done that with these coaches. I'm like, Oh, you can do it this time. I'll make it work. Yeah. And like, that's my big problem is I have to make other people besides that week and a half I had off. I said, forget everybody. I'm not doing a thing besides see my parents. And that was it. I was like, Forget yep. everybody else. I have no friends right now. I'm going to sit on the couch <laughs> and do nothing. You, you need that. You know, it's funny. At the end of the school year, my principal, she asked me, she's like, Kurt, you, you don't want to do summer school, do you? I said, Marla, no, never have, never will. I'm um, like, I need my time. I need my time with my wife, with my kids, my grandsons. And I said, and it, I used to think this just sounded like a good sales pitch, but I firmly believe by my not doing summer school when – August rolls around the beginning of the school year, mid-August for our students. I'm, re- I'm excited to be back. And they need that. They need a teacher that's fresh and excited as they are. Because if not, it, it doesn't serve anyone. I did summer school before – the summer before COVID. And then obviously we didn't have summer school last year. This year they asked me to do it. And I, said, I, I kindly said, after all the BS we put up with, with this school year, no. Yeah. Because I got to deal with sports on top of it. Yeah. And after all the stuff we dealt with, no, no offense. I was like, no. Especially after this past year. That no, was I, brutal. I said, next summer, you can ask me, but school ending June 5th, and I was right back into coaching. I was like, no. Summer school started like a week after that. And I was like, no, yeah. nope. In a normal year, we're done in May. Then we continue on, but no, <laughs> no. Um so I know you said you got five games this co- – so I'm asking you, how did you guys' this yeah. year went? Because when we talked last time, at that point in time, I think you were supposed to play in December. Yes. Because I, I remember saying you have the weather for December. We don't. Like, we were going to have a hard time. Correct, yes. So we were scheduled last time we spoke to play in December. And, and like most of us, regardless of where you are in the country, uh, <clears throat> at the last minute that changed again. So we, we had – had a season uh, that kind of here in Southern California put all three seasons together in one season, one and a half seasons, if you will. Um, so we had five games. It was a blessing. We, uh, we won league, which was, which was a huge accomplishment because two of our varsity starters were freshmen. Um, we had uh, our starting quarterback for our first game, who was a senior captain, our first game, we uh, scheduled with a buddy of mine. who He was my line coach when I was a head coach in New Hampshire. And he moved out to San Diego about a year and a half ago, two years ago. His wife is from here, and they had their first child. So he took the head coaching job of a different high school that is a Division One program, and we're Division Four. So the, we sh- our team should never face each other. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, in this, this crazy season where it was already just a five-game season, uh, we had one of our opponents cancel their season, so we were down to four. He had a bye week, so we scheduled. And uh, we at the half, it was 10-7. Oh, wow. So that, yeah, it was fantastic. They ended up beating us 39-7. But uh, we had nine kids starting both ways. And you know they, they, they were just stacked, and they, they deserved to win hands down. And I was so proud of our young men because they didn't play afraid. They showed that we could hang with the D1 team, at least for a half. What happened was, as, as coaches, we got together the next morning, of course, and we said, listen, we, we got to figure out a way to have less guys starting both ways. Mm-hmm. So talk to my starting quarterback, who is an amazing young man, um, but he wasn't the best p- person for the position. 
for the quarterback. So I said, Brady, we're going to have you start at slot. You're still going to be a captain, still going to, you know, be a leader of our team. And he ended up choosing to walk away from the team and just focusing on baseball. Um, I don't hold it against him at all. You know, he had admitted to myself and another coach that some, some of his coaches got in, the, uh, got in his ear about saying you don't have a future in football, you should focus on baseball. And I, I hated that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Brady, it's, it's not about having a future in football. It's you having five more games, four at that point, for the rest of your life to play organized football. And he respectfully, he did it the right way. We met face-to-face, but he walked away. Um, so we had a, a freshman start quarterback for us for the, the rest of the season. He did a phenomenal job. Um, so it was a great season. The biggest challenge I have encountered at Coronado with the Naval base is we have uh, a revolving door of families moving in and moving out. So we had two freshmen start for our varsity this year. One of them was a wide receiver whose father just retired from the Navy and they're moving or they've already moved. So it's constantly uh, a challenge. It's a blessing, but it's a challenge to constantly you know, look at your, our roster that's in our coach's office and say, this is what we have right now. And in previous years, I would say, this is what we have right now. And you could see, all right, we have this for the next four years, three years, two years. These guys are seniors. <laughs> now it's like, all right, this is what we have right now until I get a phone call later today that says someone just moved in or someone just moved out. Right. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I can imagine that. We had kids not come back because – we saw them in October, didn't see them again until February, February, March. So we had those kids that, honest to God, thought that we weren't going to play. Yep. And I couldn't blame them. You know, parents had lost their jobs. They had to go work. They had to do this. So we lost a lot. I remember in October, we had like 30-some linemen. And me and the D-line coach looked at each other and we're like, all right, we can have just a defensive line, just an offensive line, and go about it. We show back up in the spring. It's like, oh, we're down to like 20 or less. And some just may are not ready for varsity yet. Yes. And so we had the same thing. Like, offense would come off. I'm like, all right, O-line, come here. And two or three walk to me. I'm like, where's the other two? Well, they're playing defense. I'm like, oh, all right, well. Okay, we, we ran into the same thing. A lot of guys going both ways. Yeah. And like I said, that was a challenge. And then our weather was a challenge. First practice is March 3rd. We walk out of practice one day. And you have to battle with other sports. So one time we had practice like 6.30 at night. And it's 12 degrees outside. Yeah. And the wind was so powerful, it was taking my agility bags and blowing them all the way down the field. Like, battling that was just nothing I've ever experienced. Yeah, that's oh. brutal. Oh. I, I, I laugh at it because my first 18 or so years coaching high school football was in New Hampshire. You know, and, right. and we would start August practice with 100-degree weather, you know, 100% humidity, it seemed. By the end of the season, we're shoveling the field to get ready for playoff games. You know, here in Coronado, I walk out to the, the practice field and sometimes guys are wearing long sleeves. I'm like, what are you guys doing to a coach? It's cold today. I'm like, guys, let's not use the word cold. <laughs> it's 60. It's not cold. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a different uh, culture a little bit. That's not cold. Uh, no. Uh, that's a, I think I might have told you last time. I don't remember. <clears throat> I helped Dino Babers out with their spring ball at EIU when he was there. And, you know, he's from Hawaii and Texas and all that. It's like 60 degrees, and, you know, some of us are in maybe a jacket, maybe some people or whatever, and he's out in, like, a parka and a hat and gloves, <laughs> and we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's cold. He couldn't hit the stopwatch. He had the gloves on, and he's like, it's cold, you know? And we're like, it's not cold. No. It, it's only cold when, when your nose hairs start to freeze together. It hurts you, you know, and, and, and you're, it's not just seeing your breath, but when you take a breath, it takes your breath away because it's so cold. That's cold. That's, yeah. uh, that, that's a different type of football. Yeah, we, that was a challenge was the weather because they moved our games up from 7 or 7.30 up to 6 this year. We didn't have the levels. So like varsity, we just had just a varsity, JV, and freshman. So up here, if you have a sophomore team, they'll play at 5 o'clock on a Friday and then the varsity plays right after. Okay. Well, a lot of our conference did not have a sophomore team. So they moved our games up to play at 6. So it was weird. You play at six and it's nice out. By the time seven thirty rolls around, it's like twenty degrees. So now you're freezing. Yeah. And I'm the old line coach. You know, I'm excited. I'm hot running around. But even me, I'm like, oh, where's the hoodie? Where's the gloves? Like you have to deal with the weather. You have to deal with the wind. Because in August, it's not that windy. In the in the winter, it's up here. It's windy. 
Yeah. We we had to deal with that every game. We had to deal with that up until the last game, then started to get warm. But I didn't wear shorts one time in a game this year. That's how bad it was. Real wow. That's, yeah. That's saying something. Yeah, because I can't. I hate wearing pants to coach in. I hate it. Yeah, I've done, I did it one time before that. And I'm guessing you lost that game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You only went, we went one and five. There you go. No, the first time I wore pants coaching, yeah, we were undefeated at a school. We were only winning by seven at halftime. I said, we're going to lose this game because I wore pants because it was cold <laughs> out. And we ended up winning. So this year I had to do it every game. Yeah. And every, all the other coaches, like, we do it all the time. And I'm like, why? How? Like, this sucks. I can't move. Right. I, I always feel like a cat in socks. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm not a fan of, as we talked before, leg prisons. Uh, yeah. Not, not a fan of them. Yeah. Every game I had to wear pants and I hated myself every time I walked out there. I was like, I got to wear these, but it's also 30 degrees or 20 degrees. Not, I can't do it. Um, were there any other challenges you faced with like rules? Cause like for us, we had to clean everything. We told, like I told you, we had to wear the mask thing and people walked by us to see if like they were on, we had yeah. to deal with that. You had to deal with spacing <clears throat> out on the sideline. And we found that we kind of got mad because they told the coaches we had to do it, which was fine. But if we're coaching the game, we're not thinking about like, are they, cause they got changed to three feet or so. So we're like, we don't know if there are three feet. Right. Should an administrator be out here doing this? So there was a lot of those issues we dealt with. And huddle never worked. That was another issue. That was huddle sideline never worked ever. We 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 switched over. Well, actually, I've never used huddle sideline, but we use GameStrat, and uh, they've been they're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. But <clears throat> yes, yeah, so in addition to the challenges you mentioned, uh, we had the same thing. You know, the players uh, were supposed to wear masks under their helmet, not when they were playing, but when they came to the sideline. And wh- where do you keep that? Where do you keep yeah. the mask? All those, all those different you know, obstacles the weekly tests and all that stuff. The biggest, most frustrating thing for me was I think as a coach, when, when you, when you have a player that gets hurt and it wasn't, it was controllable and we couldn't go out there with water bottles. Every player had to have their own. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes players, and you know, as coaches, you say, Hey, bring the big, as big as you can and make sure you have two or three and it didn't always happen. And kids going both ways couldn't get water as much. So we would have our trainer roll a cart out and it just, sometimes we'd have more cramping and fortunately no serious injuries, but more cramping because kids <clears throat> weren't hydrating mm-hmm. as much as they normally would be in a game. Um, that was very frustrating, very challenging. And most of our linemen, and you know, this is line coach, how, how much you use your core and how much you're, you're pressing up, you know, and mm-hmm. you're arching your back. Um, we had more back problems for our linemen this year than I've ever, ever experienced as a player, as a coach my entire life. And a large part of that was because we couldn't be in our weight room yep. before the season. Yep. So it all, also when we were finally allowed to get together, uh, we weren't allowed to use a football. So the first five weeks we practiced, we couldn't be in our weight room, couldn't use a football. So God bless those young men and young women for showing up. And you know, they, 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 they were, just studs because they they showed up and they kept and I told them every day you know I, I said we're not guaranteed a season you know and as you guys did we had several kids that quit and walked away pre lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do I have to say yes you do in the car before my kids PTA meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we found out we had a season, mm-hmm. uh, several of them came back and were, were kind of sheepish about like, hey, coach, I know I quit. Can I come back? I said, 100% you can come back. Because I understood them walking away. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a normal circumstance. Um, but, you know, I, I would always say to them, well, you know, it's scary than not having a season. And they would answer nothing. I'm like, no, what's scarier is having a season but not being ready for it. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that keep showing up day in and day out, not knowing whether we're going to have a season, that shows real heart and character and drive and love for the game because, you know, in most years, every year except for this, you knew the hard work you were putting in was going to pay off. 
this year, every same for you guys, every young man, young woman that showed up, they didn't know that they were going to be able to ha have a chance to play under the lights. So yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a telling uh, experience and, and a very, I'm an optimist to a core. So we'll, we'll definitely use this moving forward to continue to uh, just build upon the challenges we face and realize the blessings of, of where we are now and, and God willing, having a season in the school year moving forward without any more of this, this stuff. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah. We didn't have to do any of the weekly testing like other States did, which we kind of liked at a point because we were afraid of like, what if it is a false positive on high school? It's yep. slower, you know, NFL, you know, they're going to figure it out. College are going to figure out high school. We don't know. And then another challenge, we, we never had to cancel a game. Nobody canceled on us and we didn't have to. So we were, okay. we were very blessed with that. But I have friends up here that coach and one, one day um, a defensive coordinator at another school texts me and he goes, who do you guys play tonight? And I tell him, I'm like, do you guys play on Saturday then? He goes, no, we were on the bus going to the other school. Department of Health calls and says we have to cancel the game because the team you're going to has a positive test on the way to the game. That's miserable. Oh, and I'm like, isn't there like a timeline? Like if it's not reported by this time, you shouldn't have – like that made no sense. So that was happening a lot in Illinois. And you couldn't schedule outside of like a certain mile radius. Like yeah. so you were stuck. It, we, we had one incident where we had a, a game on a Friday night. <clears throat> Everything went out, you know, went off fantastic. I got a text from uh, the head coach of the team we just played. And mm -hmm. said, Coach, just hate to say this to you, but one of our players just tested positive. And because we were in close contact all, all game, that could have thrown off and made us cancel the following Friday's game. Fortunately, it didn't. They uh, things worked out where he didn't play. He played in the JV game, but that JV game was earlier enough in the week. So it, it was just the whole year was just a a yeah. test of a test of patience and faith and everything. Yeah, and then there was days I showed up, and a part of me would like panic of like, when's it going to stop? Like, when is one of our kids going to show up not feeling good? When is the other team? going to call us on a Saturday or Sunday and say, listen, our kid just tested positive. Now you guys have to do, I was waiting for it and it just never happened. Never happened. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and our, our numbers were so low this year where if, if we had, we only had gosh, probably about 15 linemen in our entire program. It was just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. I had never seen numbers like that. And you, you end up having, you know, two linemen homesick. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. We, we, we can't run our starting offense right now. Yeah. You know, as you mentioned, because there may be another center, but he's a freshman. And it's a little different when you're a skilled player playing varsity, unless you're, you know, kind of a mammoth, just naturally big freshman. But it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to get back to normal. Praying yep. for it. In Illinois, it's looking that way. Except now we're now we're battling the masks in school. That's the next thing we're battling right now. But like, like I said, basketball we did summer league, no masks. There was nothing. Football, we're out there doing our normal thing. And like I said, we just had a joint practice today, which was fun. Another school That's came. Great. Yeah, we excited for it. So as of right now, we are getting told it's sports are going to look normal. Like, we're on track to be starting in August like normal, have a nine-game regular season like it's already scheduled. Yep. So as of right now, we're looking to be, quote-unquote, back to normal. The next thing is just school. That's the next thing we're going to battle. But hopefully no more Zoom besides, yes. like, talking to coaches. But, like, school Zoom needs to go away. Oh, not, as, as an educator also, and I know you are as well, not a fan of that at all. You no. know, we, we – I think that did more damage – Yes. To to not just the individual children, and that is the most important, but to staffs, to districts, to education as a whole, it's it's crazy. And and I don't want to get political on here. However, I will say, if if you look at states like Texas and Florida, that pretty much stayed open more or less throughout right. the entire thing, and they didn't have these mass casualties and all these deaths. I, I'm just hoping that the, the politics can be taken out of this. I don't know if it's possible. 
and, and people can just say, listen, if you're sick, stay home. If you want to wear a mask, by all means, feel free to wear a mask. But, you know, my, my, I was, I'm heading over later today, I hope, to see my grandsons again. They're just two miles, two and a half miles down the road. I was over there yesterday and talking to my daughter, who's their mother, and one of my grandsons is on the spectrum a little bit, mm -hmm. a little Asperger's, very high functioning, uh, but he's six years old and someone that he may grow out of it, whatever. But I think all people read social, get social cues from facial expressions and everything, especially right. children, mm -hmm. and especially children on the spectrum. And it's the thought of, of any of our kids having to go back to school and, and to deal with that again. It's just not a fan of it. Oh, no, my girlfriend does um, early intervention, ABA therapy. So she's had to deal with this. Kids, some going to school, some aren't going to school. Their schedule changes, like you said, facial mm -hmm. expressions. Wearing that mask was hard for a lot of these kids. But the big thing was facial expressions. Like she's used to like, she loves kids, so she's always like energetic while she's in a mask. That kid might think they're in trouble because there's no like yes. facial expression. Yeah. So that was a big thing for her. It's it huge. You know, it's funny too, to go back to the football thing for, for a minute. We had this when I was the head coach in New Hampshire, never any other program I coached at. And then it happened out here in Gosta or in Coronado too, where at the end of every practice, and I've never asked our players to do this, but at the end of every practice, whether it's a workout in the weight room or a practice or a game, every player goes through and shakes hands of every one of the coaches, which I just love. Mm-hmm. During the height of the COVID stuff, during our, our five-week season, we were told, can't do that, can't do that, can't shake hands, can't, you know, fist bump, you know, and, and I'm used to hugging our guys and telling them I love them. So it was all from a distance, and, you know, you call the team in to talk to them at the end of practice, and they all have to be six feet apart, so they're covering the entire 20-yard line to 20-yard line. It, it was just just crazy. So it, it's, it's great now to be getting closer and closer to – what things should be in my opinion. Yeah. We, we fist bumped them. We didn't care. We were like, we were, we were told by the CDC. Like, da, da, da. so, you know, it was, it was all, but even after a game, we couldn't, you know, we had to wave at the other team. We couldn't so, go. So what, 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 one of the teams we played out in the desert, uh, Brawley, they, they, they beat the snot out of us, uh, but very well coached, very well classy team. Um, at the end of the game, they lined up to shake hands. So I didn't want them thinking, hey, this team just lost. What a bunch of, you know, losers, mm -hmm. poor sports. So I walk out to the, the midfield, and I projected my voice that the coach, the players can hear me as well as the coach. I said, hey, we've been told by our district we can't shake hands. And, and two of their players, I guess, followed me on Twitter. They're like, coach, I just want to shake you. I don't care. I want to shake your hand. So <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm like, fine, I shake their hands. And then the whole team comes over. My team didn't know what was happening at first, so they started walking over behind me. And then they all started hugging, and I was like, and I, I loved that moment, but I did think in the back of my mind, I'm going to get a bunch of emails from powers that be or whatever, and never did, never heard anything about it. So I was happy about that. <laughs> I, I, think, I think a lot of them realized, and I know a lot of our parents were very, very vocal about their feelings about all things that their sons and daughters were being put through as well. So uh, I, was, I was very happy that there were no uh, – repercussions of that yeah i guess it was weird there was you had a wave and so like after the coach steve show is sponsored by the launchpad kickoff team if you're a football coach out there high school college nfl doesn't matter and you're looking for that edge for your special teams for your kicker for the kickoff on sides you guys need to go to launchpadkickoffteam.com if you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS, to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off. Or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, 
when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickoffteek.com slash CSS, use the code CSS, get 10% off, buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. As you guys know, the Coach Steve Show is also brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. The Unhinged Sports Network is a 24-hour, seven days a week, non-stop playing uh, radio podcast about any sport that you guys can imagine. They have a proud partnership with Fanatics. So if you go to the link in the description, uh, go to Fanatics, use that link, and go get some gear to support the Coach Steve Show and to support the Unhinged Sports Network. They have deals all the way up to 70% off. They have deals for free shipping. And they have every single sports team you can think of. Your college team is going to be on there. Your professional team is going to be on there. They have good deals on jerseys, t-shirts, hats, socks, anything you want. So please use the link in the description to go to fanatics.com. Say big on your team's gear to help support the the Unhinged Sports Network and to support the Coach Steve Show. game here you're taking the headset off you're doing whatever if you don't wave they think you're mad so i always made a point to walk on the field and wave because i was like they're gonna be like that old line coach is just a jerk he did whatever right because we were one and five so we lost all but the last game so those that stretch of five games they probably like i'm a sore loser right yeah i'm frustrated after a loss but i tried to wave yeah that was that was weird too to like not go shake the coach's hand and say good job you guys deserve this or whatever that was really weird tonight yes And, and especially when our players are sweating, bleeding, spitting yeah. all over each other during the game. You know, it's just, yeah. It made no sense. Um, and I still do it to this day. If someone comes to shake my hand, I go to do the fist bump because I was so used to, like, you're not supposed to do this. Because I'm used to, like, shaking hands, looking them in the eye, like, how you doing? Right. And I, it was a couple months ago, someone went to shake my hand and I did it. And I walked off of it and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But, like, today we had that joint practice. I shook every coach's hand, and I'm not yes. thinking about it now. Like, it's getting yeah. back to that. Our well, players my, are doing it, so. My wife and I just came back from a vacation with some friends. Uh, and it's just even in the airports, you know, the whole stay six feet apart, social distance. As soon as you get in the plane, you're, you're bumping elbows with the person sitting next to you for yeah. six hours, our flight was, six and a half hours. And it's just, yeah, makes no sense. But moving on. Yeah, moving, moving on, on to better things. Um, I think you said this earlier, and I'm really proud of that. Other coaches in COVID, we never had players quit. Like, you know, sometimes you have a season where it may not be going your way, and those kids just kind of will check yes. out. Nobody checked out, and I think it's like we said. We kept saying we don't know when this is going to end. Like it could end tomorrow. So we were getting our butts kicked for five weeks. Well, some were close games, but we were just weren't winning. Yep. They were frustrated by not winning, but they never stopped showing up. They never stopped coming to the weight room. They never stopped. That's huge. And I think that was huge. COVID might have been a part of that, like kind of realizing that we may not have it anymore. Now they kind of think like we're never going to have we, – we may not have football again. Who knows when another pandemic will happen. Right. Um, so I think you said that. So I'm glad to hear other coaches had the same thing of like these kids aren't quitting or like giving up if they're losing or if it's not yes. going their way. And I think because as coaches, we were so energetic every day. We were just like, we don't know when this is going to end. Yeah, I was getting burned out personally because I was doing three sports. One day I did basketball, football, and track all in one day. Like it was wow. just – I still show up to football. Like, I got to be energetic. I got to be ready to go. And these kids just never stopped. Yeah. Now we have a couple now in the summer that think they're Twitch gamers now, so I got to deal with that. Knock on their door in the morning. Like, are you coming to football today? That's what we're dealing with right now. You know, it, it's, it's funny. And you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, in my opinion – as far as we don't know, you know, mm-hmm. as without getting preachy to you or anyone else, I, I, my faith is everything to me. So I'm, right. I'm a huge believer in the power of prayer and everything. But we don't know if there's going to be some other pandemic or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, for years, we would always say to our seniors, guys, you got 10 more games the rest of your life. Yep. You got nine more games, eight more games. And now I look at our players, I'm like, guys, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 we're on the practice field right now. God knows, God only knows what's going to happen. We go home and say, turn the news. <laughs> It's about tomorrow's practice, you know, and, and it's, it's not about living in fear for me, but living in appreciation. Right. Saying, hey, 
we have the blessing of being here right now. Let's make the most of it. Let, let's start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You, you always say, hey, my final practice or my final game, I'm going to make sure I give it all, leave it all on the field. And then someone gets an injury, they tear their, their ACL, they're done early. You never want that. But I think COVID kind of opened our eyes or at least mine to, man, just every day, as cliche as it sounds, every day is a blessing. Every opportunity we have to strap on the pads or, or put that whistle around our neck, it's, and it, once again, as you said, we have to bring the energy, even if we're not feeling it. Because if we don't, our players, not only are, are they going to feed off that, and it'll, it'll affect practice in that Friday's game, but it just, as coaches, we need to bring the energy every single day. Energy drinks were my best friend during the spring and the beginning of the summer. What, what, what's your go-to? Oh, I was on a big bang kick there. Same. Um, then I started to realize I was having too much caffeine. So now I've tried, I just bought uh, the Rocks, the Zoa energy that he made. I just tried one of those when we were on vacation. Yeah, they're, I have the orange one. They're perfect in the morning, like on the way to football. Because they have way less, they have like half the caffeine of the bangs. Because I started to realize, like, I'm having too much. Yeah. Like, coffee in the morning, and then later on in the day, it's like, bang. Or uh, there was Raz. That was another one I grabbed. Um, Celsius is another one. Yep. I was just grabbing them. And I tried to quit at one point. I realized, like, I got to stop. About four days later, I'm like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> that, it's Not during bad. the season. Oh, yeah. I coached with a guy two years ago, three years ago. He would drink two bangs a day or something. You could yeah, just handle I, it. I, I've been known to do that. I, I'm not proud of this, but we had a game back in New Hampshire years ago where I used to drink the Monster Energy drinks. Mm-hmm. And th- those didn't sit well with my stomach. They just mm-hmm. – I could – if I had one past 4 o'clock, I was up all night. Well, we had been bumped up to Division One. Uh, we had won uh, our, league and, our league and division championship the previous year, lost in the state championship, but been bumped up to Division One. So they don't sell them anymore, and they shouldn't. But Monster used to have the BFC, the mm-hmm. big, the big F and can. Yeah, and yep. it was the equivalent of two and a half or three energy drinks in one. And I remember I drank one all day at school. Got to the coach's office a few hours before the game, kind of getting things ready, getting my mind cleared. And one of my assistants walks in. And he goes, "Coach, I got you this," and he puts down another Monster BFC. I should have looked him in the eye, said, "Thank you so much, Coach. Put it in the fridge." And saved it for the next day. I was too amped up, so I drank it. We had, we were picked by every media outlet that year to with our season opener against this powerhouse team to lose by thirty five points or more. I mm-hmm. think the nicest guys said thirty five points and said we might get three, we might get a field goal or something like that. Um, we ended up winning that game fourteen to twelve. So in addition to the the excitement of the game and the energy drinks, I don't not not only did I not sleep, I don't think I blinked. <laughs> that night, uh, it, it was it was the most foolish thing I've ever done as far as putting into my body. You know, just my heart should have stopped or exploded. But uh, so I, I try to I try to limit the bangs I have now. And bangs, um, I'm not promoting them that per se, but I can have those at five o'clock and not have it keep me up. Yeah, so that that works well for me. But I'm to the point now where I could have one and go to sleep. That's yeah. the problem, and that's where I kind of knew. I was like, maybe I should cut back because I started drinking. So I had a system, and you're going to call me stupid. So if this energy drink has way less caffeine, I can drink that in the morning. And then later on in the day, 
<laughs> I think it, it's ingenious. <laughs> that's what I thought. And then I was like, but just have coffee. But I'm like, well, when it's hot outside, I don't want a coffee. I want this. Right. And so I have a buddy that's a dietitian, and he goes, Steve, you're not supposed to be having those. And I'm, and part of me is like, don't tell me what to do. Like, you can't tell me to not. <laughs> right. I'm like, what's the difference between that and having two cups of coffee, in my opinion? It's the same right. thing. He goes, does it actually keep you awake? I was like, no, I can go to bed right after it, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I've never been a coffee drinker, so that, that's my, my number, just brain-numbing rationalization of, well, I don't drink coffee, so I'll, I'll have the bangs, you know? And, right. So I, I'm sure we're, we're all better off without coffee or energy drinks, but well, it's it funny is what you brought it is. Up, it's funny you brought up your monster. When I was in high school... That monster had been out, but I think it was becoming popular at the time. It was in 2006, maybe. It was kind of becoming popular, maybe. So what do we do as high school kids? We bought one and tried it. Mm. We had no school that day, but the football players, we were hanging around. We drank one, and we're like, oh, these are delicious. We went back to the gas station, had another one. I think we had two or three of them, and we played a football game. Oh, so, during the football game, about the second quarter, we are breathing heavy. We're chugging water. We're dumping it on ourselves. We come in at halftime. We're only winning by like seven. The coach is mad because we lined up all the monsters because we could just uh-huh. save the can. We could save the cans and you know get money. Kids may not know that anymore, but you used to get money right. for cans. He got mad and threw them all off and was like, "If I ever see an energy drink in here again, blah 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 blah," and it was terrible. Yeah, I was sixteen years old, I think. And that's when I realized, I tell these high school kids, you do not need the pre-workout in this monster stuff. No. I told them from experience, you don't need it. I do, but you don't. Well, and I really do think that the difference is, you know, we're coaching. And yes, it takes a lot out of us, but it's not the same as playing. Right. And it could, sometimes they can give you a big rush, but there's also a big crash afterwards if you're, if you're exerting so much energy. Right. Yeah. That was terrible. I'll never forget that. So when I see these kids, a kid showed up yesterday – and there was a bang in his shoe to drink afterwards. And I had to go tell him, like, they're delicious. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but you don't need that. You're 17 years old. You don't need to be drinking that. What, what did he say? Oh, coach, but, 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 but it's got the BCAs or amino acids. And I was like, but how much caffeine does it have in it? But there's right. no sugar. I said, no, but how much caffeine? <laughs> right. I said, you don't need that. What time do you go to bed? He goes, I can go to bed to like one or two. And I said, there's your problem. Yeah. I said, I try to yeah. lay down in bed at. 9 30 or 10 o'clock i'm here at 6 30 in the morning when you get here at eight like right. i'm allowed to have this i don't have to go run in a helmet anymore right because that's another thing they brought well coach steve you show up to our meetings with one i'm like don't worry about what i'm doing worry about what you're doing <laughs> exactly i need to be in good enough shape to coach you need yeah. to be in good enough shape to play yeah exactly that was my other problem after having covid i tried to work out and my body like shut down Oh, yeah. So I've been scared to touch a weight ever since. I do the elliptical and stuff. I'm afraid to touch a weight ever since that. Um, it, so th- it, it, it took me a while to get my strength back, oh. for sure. So I've lost weight. And I'm like, how have I lost weight? I'm not eating that much better. And I realize it's muscle that I've lost. Like, I'm down like 18 pounds. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because, like, I think I went to my parents' house. I was like, I'll weigh myself and see. And I don't care what people say. I was like 278 at one point. I went to my parents' house. I'm down to like 260. Wow. All right. And I'm like, I think it's muscle. I think I lost muscle. Now, are you, you 6'1", 6'2"? I'm 6'5". Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, see, in my mind, 6'5", 260, I'm like, that's good. That, that's, that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm 6'2 I'm and a half, 6'3 with hair, <laughs> but I don't have hair. But uh, I'm, I'm just about 260 right now. But realistically, I should be about 240. So well, people tell me all the time I should be 240. I was in high school. I was always between 240 and 260. Basketball is probably 225. Football, I'd get up to about okay. 250-ish. My yep. senior year, I got up to 300 Wow! in high school. But the problem was I didn't know how to move because ha- I, I was lifting. I was, it was creatine. It was protein shakes, all that stuff. My max, I went up like 300 pounds. But I get to football, and I don't know how to move my body. Right. Like, laterally, I was slower sprinting i was just a tad bit slower as the season went on i was getting faster because i guess what i was dropping it you know yep. then i got to basketball i got down to 215 it was just a drastic change wow. i hurt my knee i hurt my back i couldn't lift anymore dropped it 
tried to play college football, got back to 260 and could just never do it again. Like yeah. my body was just like saying, screw you, buddy. What are you trying to do? Like it right. was, then in college, you're eating three trays of food to try to put weight on, but you're burning it off as you're playing. Yep. And then I lost the love for football. It was just so bad. I was like, I don't like football anymore. I'm not going to play no more. So that's another thing I tell kids. If it's not fun, then you don't need to do it. Right. Yep. What, what made you lo- lose your love for it? I was walking on to a Division One AA school. They made me from a tackle to a tight end because I wasn't big enough. So I had to run more. I had to do this. I didn't like it. Then it was 5 a.m. meetings, class, doing this. And when you're a walk-on, you've got to do way more. Yep. And it got to the – what I knew was when I turned the TV on to watch football, and I didn't want to. Yep. I was like, just to look at it was bad. Wow. So I said, I'm done. Now, when I was done, a couple of weeks later, I wanted football again, so I went to coaching. And I'm like, this is way easier than being a player. Like, this <laughs> is way more fun. Yeah. So I tell kids but, all the time, if it's not fun, don't do it. Right. Well, and, and that, that's, I, I think, such a powerful lesson for all aspects of life. Yeah, I've got friends that make crazy money in their jobs, but they're miserable. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not miserable people, but they're not happy. And I'm like, man, you know, you're, you're making four times more than I am. And they're always like, man, I would love to be able to coach you just don't have the time. And I'm like, it's, a, it's not an easy choice, but it's a choice. You know, and the, the, I, I don't want to go to my, it sounds cliche, but go to my deathbed with a ton of money in the bank, you know, and li- living a life of never really living a life. Right. I agree. So uh, I hear people say, I'm like, well, I'll take your money and figure it out for you. Like, don't you <laughs> worry. Give me that money. I'll figure it out. Uh, I can, that's my dream is to be just a full-time high school coach, but it will never happen. I don't know if I could go to college and do a high school coach. I could do all the time. Right. Same. Same. Um, I'm not going to talk scheme because that's not, we did last time, but I have a question with coaches for me. So we were kind of new though. You already had a system and stuff. We had a new head coach. I'm coming in as a new run game coordinator. I panicked this year and gave up technique time for scheme because I panicked because we had a shortened season. So Mm -hmm. we only had like a week and a half or two weeks before the first game of practice. So it was like, Steve, you need to do drills because we wanted to be a power inside zone. So I had to figure out this, but I would start to panic and be like, well, they have to understand power. They have to understand inside zone. So I gave up drill time and technique time to go over more group stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm very curious with other coaches if they did the same. And it's been half and half. Some did and some didn't. 100% we had to because we were in the same situation. We went from five to seven weeks of practicing without a football yeah. To, to, to really getting to point, I hate to admit this, the last week or so, thinking to myself, like, I almost didn't want to be there. I'm like, this, the guys are showing up. They're, doing, they're, they're working their hearts out, but we're not doing football stuff. Right. The linemen, who, they live in the trenches. They live being physical with each other, so they have to be six feet apart. Right. You know? yeah. we, we couldn't use a sled. We couldn't use anything. Um, so then we, we got where we were having a season, and it's like, well, wait a minute. We've got a season two and a half weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how are, like, how is that safe? Like, how, you know, so we did, we had to look at it and say, you know, don't, don't teach the basics, but don't be so worried about, you know, we have our linemen try when they get their hands down on the grass and, you know, the turf, get your thumbs forward. It forces the elbows up. It forces your hands in good position right out of the gates. And, you know, don't, and I was telling our coaches, mention that stuff, go over that briefly but we can't spend the time so much on that, as you mentioned, because we need to get into, hey, this is what this play looks like. This is where you need to be, where your need, body needs to get. This is how you tag block. You mm-hmm. know, and for, for our, we do a lot of inside zone. That, that's our meat and potatoes. And for us, it is a lot of what we call cog, center and guard, tag, tackle and guard, tat, tackle and tat, tight end. Um, just all combination blocking mm-hmm. um, to get to the next level. And, yeah, we had to spend our time on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I had to sit down with the OC and say, what do you want? Are we going to be a heavy run team? Or are you going to pass? So he's like, we may have to be heavy run. So there had to be four or five run plays. And I said, okay. So I even panicked more. So I had to sit down with myself because it was just, we had volunteer coaches, you know, and with the time difference of starting the spring, their work was just not allowing them to be there all yep. the time. Same. So it was just me and the OC in these meetings. 
And I'm telling, I had to come home every day and say, what can I do every day that fits every run play that I do? So we run power. We do what you do. I double on inside zone. I love doubling. We ran ISO was a huge play for us this year. I tried, I love traps. I had to convince him to put trap in. I had to do whatever. And I said, what is something I can do every day? Well, double team, double team to the backer every single day. So I had to do that and skip pulls for power. I was like, I'm a big skip pull guy because power's going to hit A gap or B gap. I don't know. So every day I did skip pulls and double teams. And that was it. And stances, I was a big thing on stance. Yep. Then I would panic and be like, all right, we're going to stop and go straight over here to group so you guys understand what this looks like. We're going to get this front. We're going to get this front. What about this front? And then rotate guys in. And I just, at the end of the season, I said, I was getting upset about why are they not taking this footwork to get here? Why are they not doing this? Well, Steve, you idiot, you didn't go over it. Right. And so I'm like, I told the head coach at the end of the year, we had an end of the year meeting with the head coach, every coach. And I said, I was an idiot. I was doing this. I was doing this. He goes, Steve, I was doing it too. They were putting in a four, two, five. And he was trying to like, we're going to see this. We're going to see this. I have to do this. And he was doing the same thing over there. And he's like, thank goodness we get June and July and August this year to like do it. Yes. And, and, and almost lo- looking ahead, I'm thinking, you know, my, my assistant head coach, he's also my defensive coordinator. We're, we're sitting down tomorrow and then next week. Um, I, I almost feel like we have to take a few steps backwards to, to, to not rush into – it's weird. It feels like we just had a season because we all just, just had a season. But at the same time, we didn't have a normal season. So it's not like, hey, picking up where you left off. It's almost like saying, hey, let's slow down now. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the basics even more. And that footwork, the start, the stance, the get off, all that stuff that is so critical that normally for returning starters, you can kind of, I'm I, not going to say rush over, but spend less time on. And because of this past year and how it was so bastardized, if you will, mm-hmm. go back and spend a lot more time with it. That's what's happening now. Now I'm too much into technique, it seems like. like <laughs> the time that I've seen them in June, all right, we're working on stances. We're doing gallops to figure out how you can gallop to that double team. We're doing skip pulls. We're doing this. And I, that's all we did. Like, let, me, let me ask you a technique question. And I'm just curious because I, I've always been a – I've coached quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, defensive backs. I've never co- – I played offensive line. I played center in high school. Right. I played t- tight end in college. Um, but I, I've never been a line coach per se. So I know what we do, you know, when, when I'm trying to te- te- teach those combination blocks, and I learned this, I forget who I learned it from on Twitter, but we will take one of those hand shields mm-hmm. and put it between two players and have them you know, work off keeping their hips together to get to the next level. And mm-hmm. the term we use is bully, bully your, your teammate to the next level. So I'm saying, right. hey, listen, if, if I'm not feeling your hips push me out of the way, I, ha- I don't have control of this guy. Because we had a bad habit a year or two ago. Of our kids were so anxious to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. We, hadn't, we hadn't secured the first level. So, yeah, hey, you get to the backer, but the D tackle just made the tackle because you, your buddy didn't have him. So what, what do you do personally? Like, what, what have you found that works best for that? I did that same drill. I think I saw on Twitter years ago. I did, the, I did that hip. This year in the summer, I took baby pieces, so I did half blocks. So we gallop, and they learn. I don't know how I got back into gallop stepping. I have no idea how I did that, but they do forearms. Well, I don't like that. I like the hand and the forearm. So we did yep. half. I was like, you have to learn the half before the hole. So when they were trying to figure out how to just block half body, now I'm getting the other guy now blocking. And then to slow it down, I have them push that guy about three or four yards, and then I point. Then I'll have the linebackers move. So now they know what it feels like to double team. And then I, the communication for me is if they see that guy, they have to say, you, 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 or me, 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 and then push. Okay. And when I have the bag, they can now push them, and then the bag can go with them. Yep. Um, but this, this summer, I, I kid you not, Coach, I had to get cones out for steps where their steps were going to go. Bags, I had to make sure they were doing this. I had to make sure this cone is where they're finishing. And that may be a dumb question for my double team, but that's as simple as I can make it. Yeah. Where I took half and now I'm putting it together. And I I reiterate to them every day, all right, we're going to double team. What technique are we about to use? What does this look like? 
oh, when we were doing half blocks, I was like, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Now we're putting it together. And I think when I slow the linebacker down at the beginning and they know what it feels like to drive them three or five yards, I think that helps. Yeah. Then hey. I'll, I'll get faster with it. I'll be like, now they can start moving quicker. Yep. And, and I, I look back at my earlier years as a head coach. We hit way too much. We ran way too many plays. We, and we did so much. And I just wanted to be intense and go with everything. And I, I get amped up intense by nature. But as I've matured as a coach, I realize slowing things down for players on the whiteboard, on the film, in practice, walking through plays, not only does it save their bodies, but it really does help slow the game down for them come Friday night because taking those, as you mentioned, baby steps really allows them to see the full picture. And now when I ask players, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, when I was in high school and college, played, coaches would say, hey, any questions? I had a ton. I wasn't going to raise my hand, though. So mm -hmm. now what I do is any questions, everyone gets this, and then I'll just call up some random guy, hey, draw this play for us. Yep. And I, I, I won't do it to embarrass them. So if the, if the, and I have them come up. But if they're like, I don't know, I'm like, hey, I get it. So choose a teammate that gets it. So it doesn't, once, once I know that they don't understand, I don't leave them up there sweating and, you know. But I, I repeatedly say to them, guys, I was, I was you. Mm -hmm. I was sitting in your seat, and I was afraid to raise my hand, and I wonder how much better could I have been. I wasn't ever going to go pro, but how much better could I have been if I had the balls, the courage, to say, yeah, coach, I don't get this, and not re or, or realizing that teammates aren't going to laugh at me. Most of them, even, they may never thank me personally, but probably inside, like, oh, thank God Heinz asked, because I had no idea either. No, I do the same thing. If we're on the whiteboard, I draw it up. I do the same thing you do. And right before I do it, I'm like, are you sure we have no questions? Because there's a period in practice where there's not going to be time for it. Now, when we walk through it, I, when we walk through plays, I straight up tell them, this is your opportunity to ask me. Because once I go be the quarterback and I'm calling out plays because we're no huddle and we're running through it, I better not have to stop. And yes. this year we're starting to film drills. Like, we already have a kid that's injured with quotation marks. <laughs> He's filming the drills now so I can move even faster. And so mm -hmm. then when I get on to huddle – I can say, you know how I told you, here's the best question. We were skip polling in the spring. The first question was why? Help out all these kids. Love it. They, were, they said, why? So I said, I took kinesiology in college. Here's my stupid kinesiology answer for you. I don't know where power is going to hit. Is it A gap or B gap? I want you to be square. Well, why? I said, because when you open all the way up and you're facing the sideline, it's really hard now to turn your head and see where you're going, shift your weight, and now try to get up the field. Get leverage. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather you be square, and as soon as we see that open gap, go up the field. Yes. And at, when I was a young coach, I would have gotten mad that they asked me why. But they're like, why? I was like, well, let me show you. Then when yeah. you have an answer, they're like, oh, he gets it. Yes. Well, and, and I, I do the exact same thing in the weight room. I'm like, if, if I or any of the coaches are having you do a lift or correcting you on a lift in a certain way and you don't understand why, ask us. Yeah. And if we can't tell you how this is going to make you a better football player, we should not be doing that lift, that drill, or we should not be coaching. You know, ask when, when players ask why, I get excited because mm -hmm. I'll get out because they care enough to ask. I find myself more when I do a drill explaining why right off the get-go, and I do it subconsciously mm -hmm. now. I don't yep. even think about it, and I never did that years ago. Now it's when we're galloping, I straight up tell them we're galloping to close the – literally like it sounds, it's galloping so we can close on the gap. Mm -hmm. And so I explain it, then I explain how – we can see everything. We're square. If that guy disappears, now we can get up the field and go get a backer. And so I subconsciously now am saying why as I'm doing it. And I think I just learned that because I knew they were going to ask. So yeah. now I just do it. And so now I think when I do that and I'm showing them, they're like, oh, I, okay, that's why. Yeah. Like I'm not just doing it to do Like when we all played football a long time ago, it was just, just do it because I said so. That's exactly what it was. Oh. Don't don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Just know your position. Just do it. You know. Yeah. So, and we we tell all our players now, like, listen, if you if you love as a wide receiver being on the left side of the field and being that you know position, great. But if if you really want to be a great player and potentially play at the next level, you have to know the X, the Y, the Z. You know, know them all, and that makes you so much more versatile as opposed to a player that can just play one position. Yeah. And so going back to like in June, we've, we've been so I've, at least for the run game, I, for my, my lineman, I've broken it down so much and we're, we're big on the culture piece now. 
mm-hmm. because there's a new head coach. He'd been the DC, but in the spring we had to try to build this culture. Now we're just continuing. So like they paid for camp. So like after we're done lifting, they get protein. We sit there and talk with them. We're on the field throwing the football around. We're not running blades. We're just throwing the football in conversation. Love it. We're having this joint practice for competition. Um, and so we're trying to build this culture piece. And then one thing we're missing is we're not able to go do things yet. Mm-hmm. Like I know last year he wanted to take the kids somewhere. Like a part of us was like, can we just take him to see black widow? That would be an awesome thing to go do. Movie theaters just opened up. I got to go see it. But I don't know if the school will allow us to do it. We can practice, but who knows right. if they're going to allow us to do that. Right. So that's what we're dealing with is the leadership and culture part of changing the mindset of, don't go play Twitch on Xbox in the summer. You want to be out here and doing this and don't have coach Steve show up on the mini bus, knock on your door at eight in the morning. Like, why aren't you at practice? We did that yesterday. We want to knock on kids doors. We were like, what are you doing? And, and it's kids with bad home lives. So at the yep. same time, we're like, come on, yes. coach, you don't have the money for camp. We'll work it out. Work yep. our kids camp. We'll figure it out. So that's yep. what we're trying to do. We're trying to show them that we're there for them. We're trying to show all this stuff and me and the linemen laugh at each other. They're allowed to make, I give them one joke. They can make fun of me one time a day if I do something. <laughs> but then they know I have to make fun of them yep. or everything else. So that's what we're battling right now. But that's the way we're going right now. I love it. I love it. Well, and I think, you know, moving forward, it's t- – because t- none, none of the kids, you know, and I, th- I, I don't think even when we have players seven years from now that, that were maybe in second grade or whatever it was, I don't know, you know, when, when this past year happened, they're all going to remember it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and just using it as a positive. You know, I, I told our coaching staff, we, because of an incident that happened, the basketball team going on with all that stuff. Uh, now none of our schools can host any play. None of our, none of our school sports programs can host any postseason playoff game until every player and coach takes some course and does something else. It's just, it's ridiculous. However, I told our coaches, I said, our players and families are going to approach this the same way we do. So yes, it's ridiculous. No, I don't like it. But if we really just want to focus on coaching, playing football and, and empowering people, we need, we need to approach this with the right energy and attitude, or it's going to be just dragging on more negativity. So yep. I, I, I'm excited for this year. Just, I am too, because we were serious. And then like, like Tuesdays are usually our fun day. So today was the joint practice. Last Tuesday, we do an obstacle course. We do something where they earn a t-shirt. We, I'm going to come up with an offensive line t-shirt. And the coach said, whatever you need, let me know. Right. I'm going to come up with a t-shirt. I'm going to have them earn it. And so I love how on Tuesdays and sometimes Thursdays, it's a fun day. So it's not all just all folk. Yeah, we, yes. we lift and we do things. But then it's like, oh, uh, we got to go out to practice. No, we're going to go out there and do an obstacle course. We're going to have competition. We're going to keep track. We're going to – so that's the culture piece. And our head coach is doing a great job. It's going to be his second year, I guess, because it was yeah. – spring was his first year. But – so we're just trying to do that. It's been fun. I love the competition like we did today. It was great. Well, and, and, and I think that's great. We always try whenever we have a workout or a practice have some t- – what, what I've started to do past four years or so is have competitions at every practice. Mm-hmm. And my first few years as a head coach, we would have competitions, not as often. And I'd make sure everyone participated, everyone got in. And now what I'm doing is, and I tell the guys, guys, we might be only doing this for 10 minutes. So if you want to sit back and not do it and kind of wait until you feel comfortable, it's just like life. You're going to miss your chance. You're going to miss your opportunity. So mm-hmm. I, I want guys fighting for opportunities to get out there and fighting for opportunities to compete because as we all learned, you know, there, there's no guarantee that the competition is going to last longer or that we get next Tuesday to compete again. No. Nope. And I did that with every sport track. You know, you normally get like four throws every track meet. We said, give them six. We don't know if we have another track meet. Yep. So doing basketball is the same thing. Like we'll do whatever track. will do whatever. We don't know if these kids are going to get to play or compete again. And that happened with track. There was teams that got shut down and we never did basketball track or football we never did wow so we i i don't know if it was me i have no idea because it's at two different schools but it never happened and every time i 
wanted to complain about the six throws because I was the throwers coach and I have to run the track meet. You know, part of me is like, oh, six. But then I'm like, but you're right. They may never do it again. Right. We never. So I after I thought about, about that, I was like, Steve, you can shut up and suck it up for a couple hours. <laughs> you're you're getting paid to do this while it's fun. So you you can suck it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 a blessing to do what we do, you know, and and to do it the right way. Right. Well, coach, I know you got another one. Um, it took a lot of your time. I keep, I, I was watching it, but the time difference no, you're is good. At, I got I got I got 15 minutes. I can go grab a drink of water and uh, use the bathroom, whatever. I, I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you. I'm very fortunate that a guy like you hopped on again to do this and not tell me to buzz off when we were trying no. to figure it out. No, you're, you're, you're awesome. I, uh, I know we will anyways, but let's definitely keep in touch with, uh, this upcoming season. And, uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best. Now I wish you guys nothing but the best. And I need to move out of Illinois. That's my last thought is to get out of Illinois. <laughs> it's well, if you ever get to San Diego, let me know. I will. I've got you guys in California and Texas coaches saying, if I go down there to, if they need a dumb old line coach, they can. <laughs> That's the best kind. The best that, uh, there's, there's no such thing as a dumb old line coach. That's the thing. I always say I only coach O-line, but I only know O-line, but I'm smart enough to know O-line. Hey, man, <laughs> most important. That, that, I, I, I swear that that is the most important position to fill and coach to have is someone that's knowledgeable and passionate. It's, it's I, don't know, I don't know if I'm knowledgeable, but what I do, <laughs> I, I know some things, but whether they're the right thing or not, that's yet to be seen. And I'm stupid <laughs> I'm sure simple. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, I appreciate you, Steve. No, I appreciate you guys. Go follow Coach on Twitter and all the good stuff. If you haven't yet, if you live under a rock, you should already be doing that. Um, but this is Coach Steve. We're signing off. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're... Team ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.